And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Patrick Oliver. We have a great program prepared for you today. Uh, so we're going to be talking about millennium law enforcement. And we'll talk about how will law and order be maintained in the time of the millennium? Who will be the enforcers during that time? And what does the Bible have to say about this? So stay tuned for today's program. Those of you following us on social media... We'd love for you to post there your questions or your comments for us and share this program with others so that they can be part of it and also get your Bibles ready for our study. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Patrick Oliver if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Yes. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to just share information from the gospel of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, uh, help everyone to understand that there's a much in the Bible about the second coming of Jesus Christ, which uh, is followed by the millennial reign, Lord. In the New Testament, 23 and 27 books speak of the return of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, the second coming of Christ is referenced in 17 books. In the New Testament, one of every 30 verses refer to the second coming of Christ. In the New Testament, seven of 10 chapters speak of Christ's return. In this age of discouragement and trouble, the Bible tells us that God has this world under his control. Jesus is our blessed hope. We need not be afraid. And uh, we look forward, Lord, to that time where Christ will come again and all of the church will return with him to rule and reign with him. Lord, be with us this day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you so much, Patrick. Again, you're tuned in to The Truth. We'll set with you Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Patrick Oliver with Lamb Lion Ministry as we're talking about millennium law enforcement. So again, we thank you for being part of our program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my special guest today, Patrick Oliver. Patrick, it's great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. Man, I'm, I'm so excited because uh, the last time it was you, myself, and Nathan that were on the program, but Nathan is on special assignment today, so you and I are going to cover for him. Uh, yes, happy to do that. Very exciting, very exciting. Yeah, the last time we had you on, we had a great program. We were talking about some of the issues that we're facing in America uh, with riots and, and also some of the racial tensions. And I mean, Patrick, you would agree, honestly, a lot of this is really signs of the of, of the end times. And, and the Bible is clear that these are things that we are going to experience as we see the Lord's return even closer, right? Yes. I mean, the rapture is a sign of second coming of Jesus Christ, the events that are predicted in the Bible, they cast their shadow before them. So a lot of things that we're seeing in our world today lets us know that we are in the season of the Lord's return. And so if we study our Bibles and understand that, then um, we should be prepared as Christians. Mm, amen, amen. That's awesome. And for those of you that just tuned in, if you're not familiar, uh, Patrick and myself, we serve as a assistant evangelist with the um, Lamb Lion Ministry. We're very excited to do that. And uh, we also are involved in, in other aspects of the ministry there. Uh, now, Patrick, you're going to soon be uh, leading a Bible study, right? Yes, I've already begun it. And it's in my home neighborhood um, in the uh, Dayton, Ohio area. And there are 12 people involved, and it's really very exciting. They're asking a lot of questions, and they're sharing a lot of good information. 
So we're continuing with an overview of Bible prophecy, and then we'll get into specific Bible prophecy topics. So very excited to do that, and uh, people are really enjoying it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so, so anyone that's in the Dayton, Ohio area, hey, great opportunity for you guys to get involved uh, with this wonderful Bible studies and wonderful resources. Also, Patrick, you were able to do one of the prophetic perspectives with um, uh, with our team there, with uh, Nathan, uh, uh, and that, that was a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, that we can use technology uh, to be able to continue to talk about Bible prophecy. So I'm so excited uh, for that. And of course, everyone that's tuned in, you can always go to ChristInProphecy.com and just take advantage of all these wonderful resources. It's going to be an upcoming Israel trip uh, coming up next year that, that you can uh, get that wonderful information there. And I believe uh, Dr. Reagan is planning to be on that trip as well. And that's going to be uh, led by Dr. Reagan's successful successor, Tim Moore. So that's going to be a fantastic opportunity for anyone that would like more information, of course. Uh, and you can always send your questions or your comments to Nathan Jones, our web minister. He does a fantastic job. Uh, again, he's not with us this week, but uh, he's always on the internet, just encouraging people all day long. So wonderful resources for you guys to take advantage of. But of course, today we're going to be covering uh, a, a subject matter, which is the Millennium Law Enforcement. A lot of people are not familiar with our with what's going to happen in the millennium, the 1,000 year period uh, after the second coming. Of course, we know we're going to enter into the millennium. Sometimes, Patrick, people think, well, as soon as the rapture happens and the second coming and we're in heaven, they think that we're just going to be floating around in, in, in clouds and not doing anything. But that's not true, right? <laughs> oh, no. In fact, uh, Jesus Christ is going to return to this earth. He came the first time as a suffering lamb. He comes the second time as a lion. He will rule with a rod of iron for 1,000 years. And every person who's a member of the body of Christ Yes, and that's why you and I are going to be talking about this because we know it's clear, of course, that at the second coming, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come with his church. We're going to return with him, but the Lord is going to come to do business. He's going to wipe out the armies of the enemy there in that incredible battle known as Gag and Magog, Revelation 16. And the Bible clearly tells us in Revelation chapter 19, uh, verse 15, that the Lord is going to come. He's going to come with a sword, if you will. He's going to do business. And the Bible says, now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he is he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. And that to me is amazing, right, Patrick? As we see there, the second coming of the Lord and what's going to happen uh, to the, the enemies and the nations that have for so long uh, taunted uh, uh, Christianity. And, and I think that's a fantastic time for us to rejoice, right, Patrick? Amen. It is a time of rejoicing and it's something to look forward to. We're going to be back on a renewed earth for a thousand years, ruling and reigning with Christ. Ooh. 
And that's very exciting. And Patrick, also people sometimes they don't realize that, you know, God has been preparing his church for this. As a matter of fact, Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 19, I, I, I talked to us a little bit about that and also our responsibilities. Would you be able to read for us, Patrick, Luke 19, verses 11 through 19, in case someone doesn't have a Bible, so they can also see the role that we're going to play? Jesus told, and uh, this won't be to the end of the parable, but starting with verse 11, while they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minus. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we do not want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, sir, your mind has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your mind has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Now that's the verse 19, and it goes on, but uh, I'll let you uh, respond here. Thank you, Patrick. And of course, we see here, uh, I love this, this wonderful uh, analogy because it talks about the king in the kingdom, but it also talks about uh, those servants uh, who are faithful. And the Bible says we're going to rule and oversee different cities and, and, and territory. So what, what it means, Patrick, and I think you would agree, is that we're not just going to be sitting around in the time of the kingdom, in the time of the millennium, but we're going to be busy uh, with the Lord taking care of responsibilities, in other words. I mean, it's just to me amazing to know that this life here on earth just doesn't end and that's it. But we are continuing to be uh, with the Lord, with the church, different responsibilities. And I don't know about you, Patrick, but that's very exciting, right? <laughs> it is very exciting. And this passage, passage uh, relates to after the rapture, there's going to be the judgment seat of Christ for Christians, where Christians will be rewarded for their faithful service here on earth. And that's what this parable is really talking about. Based on how we use what we are given, we will be rewarded. And you can see the rulership here. One was given um, ten cities. Another was given five cities to be in charge of. And Patrick, what I love about that right there, too, is that, you know, God has given all of us uh, uh, different responsibilities, different resources. And really, we're just called to be faithful. In other words, we're not really to compare ourselves with others. We're not in competition. I like to say that as Christians, but we're all in the same team. The idea is to be faithful with what has been given to you. And maybe someone has more abilities than others or more resources. Hey, we have to use that for the kingdom of God and he will reward us accordingly. Right, Patrick? That, that's absolutely correct. God expects us to use what he's given us. He's not wanting us to be as good as someone else. 
he's wanting us to be all that he has allowed us to be. So we need to make full use of our resources and abilities. Mm, uh, awesome. And you know, Patrick, also the Bible has a lot to say about this because Revelation chapter uh, 1 and, and also Psalm chapter 2 also talk to us about uh, you know, this incredible period, as well as Revelation chapter 12, and how the Lord is going to rule uh, with a rod of, rod of iron. In other words, we're talking about authority. You were in law enforcement uh, for many, many years, Patrick. As a matter of fact, you're a retired police chief, and you're very aware of the responsibility uh, and also the character that is needed uh, when, uh, when when someone when someone has entrusted you uh, with um, a governing responsibility over or rulership over individuals. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, a law enforcement officer has more authority than anyone else in our society because a law enforcement officer can issue a verbal warning, a written warning can issue a citation, which is a summons to appear in court at earlier time, can make an arrest, take someone to custody, can use force to make the arrest, the person refuses to comply, and can use deadly force to defend their life or life of someone else. And so with this amount of authority, they need to exercise tremendous discretion, and they need to be a person of high moral integrity. So it's an integrity-based job. And... Uh, I think there are six key things that you look for when you're looking for a law enforcement officer. You're looking for, first of all, a person with high moral character because it's a badge of integrity. Uh, second, you're looking for someone who is service-oriented, who wants to serve others, who makes others more important than themselves. It's a service-oriented job. Most of the calls for service, 80% of them, are calls to serve people and not to make arrests or enforce the law. Third, a good law enforcement officer has to have effective human relations skills because you're meeting and dealing with people all day long. A good law enforcement officer has the ability to go into a negative situation and leave people feeling positive because they did it with care, compassion, and professionalism. So it takes good human relations skills. Next, a law enforcement officer has to be a compatible team member because in its job, you really have to come in early, stay late, be on call, work nights, work weekends, work evenings, work holidays. And so you have to be a team player where the goals of your organization are more important than your individual professional goals. Fifth, you have to be performance-driven. Most law enforcement officers work independently. And so you have to be a person that does self-initiated activity when you don't have a call for service and have a good work ethic and try to be the best you can be. And then sixth and finally, a good law enforcement officer is someone who has self-control. When people in situations get out of control, that officer is under control, maintains courageous calm, does what they have to do, and does it in a professional manner, but stays under control. So you can see from those six characteristics, it's absolutely positively a character-based job that should be pursued by godly men and women. Mm. You know, Patrick, that's just, I, I love those six key points. Again, for those of you that just tuned into the program, Vic Batista, Patrick Oliver, as we're talking about Millennium Law Enforcement. So for those of you that are just tuned in, make sure that you share this program with others and, and, and stay tuned. Again, wonderful information. Patrick, I really love that because we know that the Lord, when he judges, he judges righteously. 
And as a matter of fact, that's what we're talking about. That's what the Bible describes for us uh, when the Lord rules. And there's various passages that show us that he will rule with authority, sovereignty, but also judging righteously. In uh, Revelation chapter 12, verses 5 and 6, uh, speak to us about that, as well as Revelation 1, 6. Would you be able to read for us there, Patrick, Revelation 12, verses 5 and 6? And then we'll look at... Um, Revelation 1, 6 as well? Yes. Revelation 12, 5 and 6. She gave birth to a child, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. And, and I... Fled into the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was 5. And verse 6... Um, the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Mm. You know, those are wonderful passages. And of course, that we're, of course, we're talking about that rulership that's talking about Jesus. And of course, they're the uh, Israel, the nation of Israel. And, and I just think, again, uh, it just everything just lines up with also our responsibilities because of Revelation uh, chapter one, verse six uh, also speaks regarding our position. Would you be able to take us there, Patrick, to Revelation one and read for us uh, there that verse in six? And he has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Woo! I love that. And then right before that, verse 5 also said, and, and for, uh, talking about Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, uh, and the firstborn from the dead. And it says, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sin and his own blood. And I just love this this partnership there, these opportunities, right, Patrick, that we're going to have as the church uh, to rule and reign uh, with Jesus Christ for all eternity. So again, it shows that we also, like the six key points that you mentioned, we also need to be of individuals of high moral standards because we're going to have a great responsibility, right, Patrick? <laughs> Vic, that's absolutely right. And as uh, Revelation 1, 6 says that every Christian is going to be part of that kingdom of priests to serve Jesus Christ. And uh, so that's just such an incredible blessing and something to look forward to. You know, this life is not all there is. And in fact, this life is a test. It's a trust and it's a temporary assignment. Mm. So that the Lord can reward us for our faithfulness. Man, I like that. That's a good reminder. Temporary assignment uh, because we see time is wrapping up quickly. Uh, and I don't know about you, Patrick, but it seems like every year is going faster as we get a little older, right? <laughs> yes, indeed, it does. <laughs> I think I've noticed that too. I know. I don't know about you, but it's like I remember when I went when I was in school and the summers seemed to be forever. And now as we get older, right, the seasons seem to just pass by in the snap of a finger, which is okay, right, Patrick? Because that means that we're gonna be one step closer to the Lord. Amen, brother. Yeah, fantastic. And then Patrick, I, I know you also have for us Psalm chapter two, verse nine. And then we'll be heading to 2 Corinthians 10.4. But again, as we look at Psalm 2.9, uh, 
another wonderful reminder of what the Lord's rulership will be. Would you be able to read that verse for us? Yes. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. And that's a powerful statement. You know, when Jesus Christ returns to rule during the millennial reign, he will rule with a rod of iron. You know, if you don't mind me saying so, people oftentimes ask, if our God's a God of love, why there's so much sin and evil in the world, and why does he do something about it? Well, he is going to do something about it. He's going to return, and he's going to reclaim what the first Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. And we as his body of believers, the church, will have the opportunity to rule and reign with him. And he will rule with a higher rod. It will be a time of peace, righteousness and justice man patrick that is fantastic and, and that's why we want people to understand that you know that time is coming we've all been praying for peace there's a lot of injustice in this world uh, i mean the news is constantly bombarding us with the hideous things that are happening in the news and and after a while it does get very discouraging but patrick you're giving us hope in showing us from scripture you know what the time is coming where the lord will do justice, and he will rule with a rod of iron. And that's what we're looking forward to, right, Patrick? Yes, indeed. That is what we're looking forward to. So the rapture of the next event on God's uh, prophetic calendar is called the Blessed Hope. Amen. The Blessed Hope of the Church. Woo! That is fantastic. And, and you know, one of the things that people don't recognize when you were in law enforcement, you know, we, you know, the the the, the city, the government, uh, the state where you were, they issued you a weapon, and there was a reason for that because that weapon, like you mentioned, Patrick, that meant authority, but it also meant protection, and also was a way uh, to, uh, if you would, to uh, reemphasize the role that you were playing. And the Bible also says that we have weapons. Maybe they not might, they, they they might not be physical weapons. They might not be Glock 19s or Glock 26, right, Patrick? <laughs> but there are weapons. And Second Corinthians 10:4 speaks to us regarding those weapons. Would you be able to read for that that passage and take us there? A, a beautiful passage because even right now we have been given certain weapons that we can actually use right now. One of those is prayer. One of those is the word of God, right? Right, Patrick. And, and, and that's how we set the captives free. That's how you and I do battle today. Maybe not physical weapons, but when you and I get on our hands and knees, when we begin to pray, God moves and awesome things happen, right? Study it, understand it, apply it, and share the gospel of truth with everyone. 
Ooh, I love that. And, and you know, that's exactly what we're doing during this program. We're using social media. We're using uh, all sorts of uh, ways, the internet, uh, Facebook, to share that truth because there's a lot of confusion today, Patrick. There's a lot of lies being um, shared out there. And this is why the truth is so important in the word of God and also what our hope is. And we are to use those weapons that God has given to us. As a matter of fact, in Revelation chapter 2, speaking to the church of Thyatira, uh, chapter 2, verse 27, again, the Bible is clear regarding the rulership in the kingdom. It says, "He uh, to those that are faithful, he shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed into pieces like the potter's vessels. And, and uh, of course, this is in reference to uh, to the, the wickedness that is going to uh, uh be displayed in our responsibilities, but also how the Lord is going to rule with a, a, a rod of iron. And he's also going to equip us, his church in the kingdom, as we rule with the resources that we need to do what he has called us to do. And Patrick, when you share those six key points, these are things that are so important uh, when we talk about our responsibilities, our service, and also our performance. And Patrick, you would agree how we perform here in this lifetime with what God has entrusted to us is going to carry into the kingdom, right? Victor, very well said. It's so important how we live in the here and now. And, you know, if we say that Jesus Christ is our Savior, he's also our Lord. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And so we demonstrate his Lordship because we live the way that he wants us to live. That's why Jesus himself said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not obey my commandments? So how we live is very important because we're trying to glorify God in all that we do. And the bonus is he's going to reward us for every bit of it. Mm. So great point, Vic. I love that what you just said. I love that what you just said. You said Lord of all or not Lord at all. <laughs> You know, and, pa and Patrick, that is true because the Bible says, you know, in the last days, many will say, Lord, Lord, right? But if they haven't really made him Lord of their life, Lord of all, it's just empty words. And that's why we want to talk to those of you that are out there. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, listen, what are you waiting for? The time is short. Now is the time to turn to Christ and make him Lord over your life. Patrick, maybe you can speak to that person out there that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. They've sort of been contemplating. They're not sure if they were to die today, there would you go. Would you be able to share with them how they can come to Christ even right now from wherever they are, maybe through a prayer? Because the God extends his hands of love to everyone, even over the airwaves, the internet. He loves them and has a wonderful plan for them. But how can maybe they get started right now, Patrick, in starting that relationship with the Lord? Christ needs to call out to Jesus Christ 
ask him to come into their heart and become their savior, start studying the Bible, find a good solid Bible-based church, and commit their lives to Jesus, totally make a turn in the opposite direction and live for Jesus Christ. That is the most important decision you make in this lifetime. And so it needs to be done now because none of us truly knows how old we are. What I mean by that is, if you are 19 years old and you're only going to live to be 20, you're an old person. So we don't know how much time we have left. That's why the time of salvation is now. And so everyone should get to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when you do that, you won't have an easy life, but your life will have meaning and purpose. And so people need to ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart to become saved. Mm, thank you so much, Patrick. Well, very well put. And listen, for those of you that are part of this program and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you right now, just like Patrick said, invite Jesus to come into your heart. You can do so right now. We're witnesses to this prayer. You can pray a simple prayer simply by saying, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. And Lord, right now, I repent for my sins. I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord to be my savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus, with all my heart. I want you to be Lord of my life. In your name I pray, amen. And listen, maybe you pray that, you pray, yeah, man, you pray that simple prayer. Patrick and I just acknowledge that. We're witnesses to that. Hey, reach out to us. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray for you or send you a Bible, some literature and information so you can get plugged into a church and grow uh, in the knowledge of the Lord. And there's also a celebration in heaven for you right now for any person that turns to Christ and repents from the sin. So we're very excited for your decision. And we want to thank you for making that decision. Wow, Patrick, what a wonderful uh, call you made there. And I hope that maybe someone responded. And uh, thank you so much for clearly uh, um, sharing that opportunity for individuals. Well, thanks for having me on today. It's been my pleasure. Oh, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Of course, Vic Batista and Patrick Oliver saying goodbye. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And again, remember, you can always uh, reach out to us if you're in need of prayer. But again, we want to encourage you. Time is short and uh, the Lord is coming back soon. Be faithful what with what he has given uh, to you use your gifts and talents for his glory and for his kingdom and the lord is going to reward you and you're going to rule and reign with christ forever so lord willing as the rapture takes place we will see each other soon so again have a wonderful day they can patch you saying goodbye may the lord bless you and keep him and his face shine upon you have a great week <laughs>